When you listen to Beck and Soda, imagine being at a selected fringe show with an extra 25% off in your pocket thanks to your Bank SA card. TNCs and exclusions apply. Full TNCs at banksa.com.au. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Since late last year, we've been planning a way to take the Garden of Unearthly Delights down to the Riverland. Our friends at the Riverland, because we know they've been doing it tough. Been really, really tough. And last night, well, it was the grand final. It was the culmination. Uh, We got on the bus and it was an absolutely brilliant night. Thank you to everyone in the Riverland that made us feel so welcome. And we hope that... Put that little smile on your face. There were so many wonderful stories. This is how it was rolled out. The 2022 River Murray floods are reaching levels not seen in nearly 70 years. It's been a tough couple of months for our SA friends in the Riverland. The cause of all this water is that the Murray and Darling Rivers are both in flood at the same time. Flows are expected to reach 190 gigalitres of water a day, flooding more than 3,600 properties. If it's going to be any more than a metre, there's probably no point in sandbagging and wrapping the house. We'd probably better off just open the doors and let it flow through. Okay, we know it's bad, but Beck, Soda, we have a plan, right? I think it's hard for us city slickers here in Adelaide if we haven't made that journey to the Riverland yet to really understand what they're going through. So let's take the best of the Garden of Unearthly Delights to the Riverland for one night. And that night was last night. And by golly, did we go big. Tom Gleeson, Harley Breen, Dave Thornton, Frankie McNair. And those are just some of the comedians. But how could we possibly transport the golden talents from the Garden of Unearthly Delights all the way to the Riverland? Well, can't you hear it? That's right. Brace yourselves, Redmark. The garden bus is coming. How are you feeling about your set tonight? Good. Looking forward to it. I mean, I heard it's going to be a great turnout. Oh, I'm pumped, mate. It's great. I love any time I can get to the bush, and especially those that have gone through a hard time, so I feel like the spirit to be high. How have you felt about the transit so far? You've enjoyed the bus ride? Well, I don't usually get the bus because I'm very wealthy, so it's very confronting for me to be on what I perceive to be public transport. I would have thought, at the very least, they would have got me a limo or something like that. Unfortunately, uh, SAFM didn't organise that, so which I'm very disappointed with. Yeah, I might get a private jet back, though, I think. I also happened upon a startling revelation. I definitely haven't had a Chico roll since the turn of the century, but I had one and they were that good. I've gone for my second in a row, back to back. Hmm, did someone say content for later this week? And as the Kanga coachline arrived at Renmark Oval, it was as if we had never left East Terrace. The Garden of Unearthly Delights had truly been picked up and plonked in the Riverland. Fantastic to see so many of you here and thank you. I think on behalf of all of us coming up here, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone for your resilience and Obviously, the community working together is amazing. Yeah, thanks for starting us off, Soda. Then Beck rocked up. Hello. Oh, sorry. Here's Beck Morse. She nearly went off the stage. And the locals loved it. Great night. Fantastic. Great. Yeah, great. Wonderful. I think it's fantastic to bring something like this. And I've got young kids, so come out with the family and support it. It's really nice. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's good weather for it. Oh, it's a good night to see everyone out and about. And just like that, the night was underway. But there was one performance that would make or break the entire event. Beck Morses. Comedy. We're here with so many talented performers. They're hipsters, so I was just a bit worried that them coming up to the river might be too mainstream. 
So I'm going to just quickly tell you a story about my new dog. His name's Wolfie. He is Wolfie. He's a Samoyed. Um, he's a Samoyed. Um, we're actually not 100% sure if he might be mixed with something else. Every time we walk him down to the beach, he gets attacked by seagulls. I mean, the seagulls really want to eat him. He's not mixed with anything. He's pure bread. Well, I think it's safe to say we should leave the comedy to the comedians. Although a few people had this to say. Oh, she's great. She's excellent. Oh, they've been fun. <laughs> I don't know. Nah. Did you enjoy Beck's jokes? Well... Pity laughs are still laughs, Beck. Remember that. Anyway, here come the professionals. Okay, so I've just been informed that legally we're not able to play any part of anyone's actual performance and especially not Tom Gleason's. So for the sake of giving recognition to all of the wonderful artists that donated their time to support the Riverland, let's quick fire through everyone. Laser Kiwi. Hello, Riverlands. How we going? Luke Benson. How we doing? Is everyone all right? Frankie McNair. Hello, everyone. How you doing? You good? Dave Thornton. Thank you so much for having us all down here, Ren, mate. Laser Kiwi. Again. All right. Hello, Riverland. We're back. Uh, very exciting. Marcus Birdman. Nice to see you. Thank you so much for having me here. Ivana Ristagueta. Hola, 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 mi gente bella de Renmark. Harley Breen. Renmark! How you doing, Legends? And Tom Gleason. Hello. How are you, Renmark? Are you ready to go? You too right, Tom. And it seemed as though the residents of the Riverland had a pretty good time. But don't take my word for it. Listen to the people! It was really good. Yeah, it's been great. Oh, it's really good because we haven't had the chance to get to the fringe this year because my husband works at the high school, so we've been stuck making sure things are all good here. And I think it's lovely. It's given people something to look forward to. It's good. It's been really good. I love comedy shows and I said the next time Fringe is here, I'm going. So no matter what, I made it. Tourism has been a massive thing for my business and has affected us really negatively. So it's really great to see so many people out tonight and enjoying themselves, so it's really cool. It's really nice to bring the community together and bring some of the fringe to the country as well. It's really nice. It's really good to have a laugh with everyone. Well, it sounds like we successfully brought the laughs to the locals, but the cleanup is only just beginning for the Riverland. So go support your fellow South Aussies any way you can. And remember, Soda ate two Chico Rolls on the bus. SAFM. SAFM's Beck and Soda. My new screensaver is a picture that we've just put up on our SAFM socials of uh, Soda absolutely demolishing, smashing a Chico roll (laughs) with some like mirrored retro Oakley Sunnies perched on your head at a roadhouse. It's real, it's real retro and, but you are really, you've got that Chico roll deep. Well, you know what happened, Beck, and I hovered over it for probably a little long when I look at that picture there, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> I got into a roadhouse yesterday because we got the bus all the way up to the Riverland for Renmark for our Riverland garden party, and we're getting closer there, and we've pulled in, and I thought, I have not eaten in the entire day. It's around about 3.30. I've got to get something into me. Now, you know when you're on a road trip mm. and you pull in to one of the servos or the roadhouses and you think, I've got to get something. You yeah. know, I'm really, really hungry. And then you look into that sort of mystery glass box, the hot glass box, and you think, right, what is in there that can do the least damage to me? Because also you don't know what time some of that stuff's been cooked. So yesterday I rolled in and I've looked in there. I thought, geez, I'm hungry. There's a lot of fried food in there. I could see half a chicken. It looked a little dehydrated. um, And I reckon probably uh, Bill the truck, he'd knocked off the other half about five or six hours earlier. But this thing wasn't freshly cooked. So I thought, no, I'm going to give that a miss because the chicken, hmm, salmonella, you never know. Uh, then I saw four sweaty salves. They were bright red and they were dripping with oil. And I just thought, Ooh, I reckon I might give them a miss. 
and a couple of potato fritters or potato cakes or potato scallops, whatever you call them, depending on where you're from. I thought they could be safe. They could be well, safe. And, no meat in them, which is terrible. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah. and some dimmies. And then it caught my eye. There it was. It was, I don't know what the collective noun for Chico rolls were, but there was... Chico rolls? Well, there was, there was uh, half a dozen Chico rolls in those little, you know, paper bags. And I thought, well, they now have to be produced somewhere else. So they would have been snap frozen. Yep. They would have been cooked and deep fried. Yep. There could be nothing wrong with them. Were there people lining up behind you while this was going through? Your <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> there were. It's a very long I process. I had Tom Gleeson behind me, Dave <laughs> Thornton oh, and Harley Green there, and Laser Kiwi. Yeah. Everyone was behind me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I've said, I'll take the Chico roll. And it had been, I would have eaten a Chico roll this century. Mm. Anyway, I've grabbed it and I've demolished it. And I do not know what was in it. But, geez, it was delicious. It was magnificent. It was so good that as I boarded the bus, I went, nah, go back and do it again. <laughs> I went and got a second Chico roll and you smashed it. Now, there was suddenly, there were four left. I don't know whether those four sold for the rest of the day, but if they didn't, they should. I'm back in love with the Chico roll. You really are. And then love. it took me back to going to the fish and chip shop when I was a kid. Remember the Chico roll posters? Mm. And would have some damsel draped over a Harley Davidson oh, yeah. holding onto a Chico roll. Do you remember that? Not at all PC. <laughs> yeah. What's a woman on a motorbike got I don't to give do a stuff with if a... they're PC or not because they're certainly not bloody healthy. But I love them. They were deep fried and they were absolutely delicious. Beck, when's the last time you've had a Chico roll? I I don't know if I've ever had a chicken roll. In your chico life? roll in my whole life. No. Right. Well, I don't think there's any meat. There's no real meat. You Probably could eat one as a vegetarian. Beef we googled. You reckon? Full of cabbage and. Well, I've got to know, is, are people actually enjoying this thing? Does the Chico roll still exist in the daily diet of anyone? Because, Beck, I've got to say, I am going down to the supermarket today yeah. because I've found out that... Oh, we've just found a picture of uh, one of the girls on Read the, the slogan. Read the slogan. Hit the hot spot. There you go. <laughs> I'll tell Imagine you what. booking a modelling job and going, Mum, I've just been booked for a Chico <laughs> Roll commercial. I'm the Chico Roll chick. I'm the Chico Roll chick. I'll tell you what, it hit my hotspot twice. <laughs> it was absolutely magnificent. 131060, right. is there anyone in Adelaide that is still enjoying a Chico <laughs> Roll? Well, I demolished two Chico Rolls very proudly yesterday for the first time this century back. I came across them inadvertently in a roadhouse mm. and so one just, just did not fill a hole. It's a love affair. Do you know how nice that batter is? And when you just get on the end and you bite that end off, it is crunchy. I don't care what's inside it. It's a mystery parcel, but it's delicious and I love them. I've never seen you so um, enamored by anything. Well, I've actually lost 11 kilos recently just from trying to eat healthier and stay fit and I don't care anymore. I'm going to eat Chico Rolls. Gail from Taparoo. Gail, have you had a Chico Roll lately? Last night. (laughs) (laughs) Whereabouts? Last I cooked it at home in the air fry. Oh, Gail. So were you buying at the servo? No. I'm at the supermarket in a four-pack. Oh, you beauty. And do they come with the little bags in the four-pack? They do. Oh. oh, my God. It's like a Chico Roll Appreciation mm-hmm. no, Gail, society. you little ripper. <laughs> All right, uh, Gabby in Old Ranella, you a Chico Roll fan? No, I'm not, but it's my fiancé. Really? He's right into them? Yeah. Yeah, he loves them. Um, when he plays cricket on Saturdays, it's just a quick thing for him to put two in the deep fryer and off he goes. No, two. <laughs> He's using them for dinner at cricket. Imagine if the establishment found out about someone eating Chico rolls at halftime instead of little sandwiches mm. at the cricket club. Natasha from St Agnes, are they around? Have you found some Chico rolls lately? 
They absolutely are. But if you are ordering them from a chicken shop and they're going to deep fry them right there, get them to cut them in half, Loda, because then you get four ends. <gasps> four course. ends, and it's amazing because the end is the best part. Ends are crispy. Mm. I'm very lost. Oh, my God. Um, that, is, that is genius, Natasha. So you can actually yeah. double the crunch. Nice. Double the crunch. Mum loves it. It's a staple for her. And yet she buys the four pack and cooks them at home all the time. <laughs> this has got nothing to do with an advertisement, but I had two Chico rolls yesterday and I am in love. Well, I didn't know whether anyone else was getting into them, but it is unbelievable. Frank from Prospect has texted and he said every second Tuesday he buys two extra cooked Chico rolls from Fat Chicken on Henley Beach Road. I love fat chicken. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, Teresa from Para Hills, are you a Chico roll? Hello. Oh, my goodness, I love them. But I buy them every Friday Yep. for my dad and mum. And we have fish and chips, mm-hmm. but dad always has a Chico roll. Oh, I forgot awesome. all about them over yeah. 30 years. Teresa, they are absolutely brilliant. What's dad's them. name? Dad's name's Carmelo. Oh, Carmelo, you Chico and roll guess king. guess what I do? What do you do? I squish everything out of it. What do you, what? what and do what with it? I, I hold the top, yep. I squish, not the whole lot, but I squish 75% of the stuff out of it and I just eat the outside. There you go. Really? Dude, you chick out roll however Jeez. you want. Didn't someone say they stuff their chips in yeah. as well? Yeah, we had a call that uh, someone stuffs their chips in there and just eats the inside and then uses wow. the casing for chips. Um, this is absolutely brilliant. What about Matt's texted in from Modbury? He gets a four pack and slices them up like onion ring style and fries them on the barbecue. Oh my I, when there's a chico, there's, there's a chico roll cookbook Pretty preparation manual that needs to be made. Jess from Norwood, Jess, are you into them? I love them, yeah, but I'm going to throw my colleague under the bus who is obsessed. And who is that? <laughs> uh, his name's Darren, and we knew he was obsessed with chico rolls when he was walking around the office with a customised face mask what? that had the chico roll branding on it. <laughs> from COVID? Oh. That is, yes. Oh, that is magnificent. <laughs> Absolutely no, love it. All right. Well, um, you are not an orphan in your Chico Roll I love. I love this. I love the fact that people are out there celebrating that. I just thought I was on my own, but now <laughs> I feel like I'm part of a clan. I feel like I belong to a group. I also love that you've lost 11 kilos. <laughs> and as of today, you're going to you're gonna be like Augustus Gloop over there. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I am like I found the golden ticket to Willy Wonka's Chico Roll factory. I am going to demolish a four-pack today. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Oh my gosh, look at these trending topics. It very much is awards season. We've been talking about that a lot because I know you love to watch the red carpet. Well, I do like to find out who's won the awards because it essentially tells me which movies I'm about to go and watch. Yep, so the BAFTAs uh, were on yesterday, which is the British Academy of Film and uh, Television. Uh, Two Aussie winners. Kate Blanchett is cleaning up. Um, do you, have I told you that I would like her to play me if I, there was ever a biopic of my life? What? I mean, what? I don't know why there would be. I'd be like, I mean, she's... Well, a... importantly, that's the main thing. I don't know why there would be. You, if... Don't you ever think about who would play you in a movie about your own life? Never in my life well... have it ever con- crossed my mind, hmm, life's going pretty good for you, buddy. Who's your love interest? I wonder if there was a movie about you who would play me. I've never. I can honestly say, never in my life. A little life. bit of Hugh Jackman about you. Little Don't bit. try and butter me up now because you've just tried to tell me that you want Kate Blanchett to play you in the Rebecca Moore story. <laughs> what would it be called? 
Remorse. <laughs> Morse code. I don't know. It's just a fantasy okay. for me, okay? Let me. Anyway, what she won? Um, <laughs> she won Best Leading Can Actress. you get off yourself? I'm still actually stunned by that I, comment. It's not an uncommon thing for people to go, who would it play you? It is for you? normal people. It's ridiculously no, it's uncommon. 13, 10, 60, who would play you in a movie? Oh, Everyone's thought of it. Everyone. Come on. Everyone's thought Seriously, of it. Seriously, the only person I've ever ta- thought about, uh, heard say they want to, have someone play them in a movie and we asked him the question remember Richard Harris the cave diver yeah. in that yes. whole tie thing yeah, yeah, yeah. wonderful man who would play him in a movie well actually it did come later on Joel Edgerton did but he actually said I'd love Chevy Chase to play me well, which I thought was fantastic but he's actually done something of note but that's a different story okay. over to you Beck. no calls none Zero. It's, it doesn't mean I think there's going to be a movie about me. I just think, who would I like if there was? Right. It would be very dull. Would she win enough? I don't put be... your, no need to put yourself down there and try and make us feel guilty for the fact you haven't done anything in your life. <laughs> My life is empty. Okay, Austin Butler, one leading actor for Elvis. I rented Elvis the other night because I hadn't seen it. Right. And I bloody fell asleep halfway through. And then yep. when I went back to watch it, it expired. And I didn't want to pay the other $7 to rent it again. So I don't know how it ends. Well, I kind of do you didn't know how think it you is. might have been able to hop in it and do a little better job <laughs> oh, than that guy. Well, amazing revelations just moments ago before the news. Um, Beck, you were talking about Kate Blanchett. She's probably now the favourite for the Academy Award, isn't she? She would now. She's mm. been cleaning up a tar. I don't even know what that's about. I do not know, but good on her. That is fantastic. But while you were talking about that, just <laughs> inadvertently, you just threw in the fact that, oh, well, if um, they were going to make a movie about my life, I'd like Kate Blanchett to play me. It doesn't that I think there will ever be a movie about no. my life. No. It's just that it's something that everybody thinks about. I'd like to question that thought, whether you've actually thought that there will be a movie about no, your life. I don't life. think that. It's um, just... But Abby Lee has called in from Trot Park. Uh, good morning, Abby. How are you? Good morning. I'm well. How are you guys? Are you in my corner, Abby Lee? I am in your corner, yes. Beck. Yes. Uh, Abby, uh, let's be honest here. Are you calling because you think Kate Blanchard should play Beck Morse in the uh, miniseries that would all last Shush, for about 15 minutes? Let me talk to Abby Lee, please. Um, <laughs> no, I'm... Go on, Beck. Go you have on. thought about this yourself? I have thought about this myself, yes. And I think it might be uh, Pink's acting debut. To play you. Okay. To play me, yeah. Right. Why Ab- not, hey? Abby, what is it about Pink and what is it about you where there's some nice synchronicity? Uh, I've been told uh, often that I look like Pink. Well, by kids mainly. But, um, yeah, it must be my hair and I've right. got lots of tattoos and things like that. So. Good you on go. you, Abby Lee. Well, I'm yeah. glad you thought about that. Just on um, the, the Beck movie, oh Abby Lee, um, honestly, yeah. Kate Blanchett, do you think she'd be appropriate? Mm, yes. Yes, I do, Beck. I think that's a really good choice, actually. You can be an extra in my movie. Abby Thank Lee, you. When it's made. Uh, would you. How about I play pink in your movie? Oh, yes. 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 Soda, you're not in it. You are not in my movie. I'll you've tell just, you who's you're also the not in your movie. There would be no reason why pink would be in your life story. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Absolutely brilliant, Renmark Oval. Thank you to everyone there in the Riverland that welcomed us. We took the best of the Garden of Unearthly Delights up there and had an absolutely cracking night. But there's been a whole lot of pressure on you, Beck, because yes. in between the great well, comedians, mm. we had to have a chat. Yeah, it's funny. I actually walked off stage thinking I nailed it. And I've listened to some audio today and I don't know if I did. <laughs> well, no, you, you, you did quite well. This is some of the material that Beck was throwing out to try and put the smiles on the people at the Riverland. Remember, we were taking the laughs up there. Well, have a listen. We're here with so many talented performers. They're hipsters. So I was just a bit worried that them coming up to the river might be too mainstream. 
Yeah. Right. Can I just hear that last little bit, JB? Yeah, just sure. That like little the bit little, of, this is, the, so just, yeah. just go back, have a listen. When Beck delivers, which wasn't a bad joke. Look, yeah. uh, let's be honest. It wasn't well, bad. It was a bit corny. It was a river joke. It was relevant. No doubt it was corny. All right. But let's have a little listen to how you responded to your own joke. <laughs> what is that? You sound like Wolfie or Samoyed. SAFM's Beck and Soda are taking the laughs to the locals. It's Beck and Soda's Riverland Garden Party. Yeah, all week the spotlight has been on me and my inability to nail a joke. I wouldn't say inability to nail, but I'd say inability to consistently nail. Yeah. Because, look, you've got some bangers, don't get me wrong, right? You're a very, very funny woman, there's no doubt about that. Um, um, last night we went up to Berry, uh, to well we went through Berry. I think we went to Renmark Oval and it was sensational. Thousands of Riverlanders are up there to uh, welcome us and we had the best of the guard of unearthly delights. It was just a brilliant night and it was so humbling to see all of you up there that have been doing it so bloody tough, at least getting their chance to uh, let your hair down and have a laugh. But the camaraderie of the community was just evident. Yeah, a lovely group of people. So I'd had Dave Thornton and Tom Gleason not really coaching me during the week, more mm. like trash-talking me, really, and heckling me, to be honest, about some of my gear that I'd been trialling. Giving you some encouragement because it was important to keep the vibe up and the momentum up in between the sets of all these wonderful comedians <laughs> and performers that were there from the Guard mm. of Unearthly Delights. Um, you rolled out some jokes, Beck. Um, look, absolute A-plus for effort. This is just uh, some of the work that you've <laughs> Most done. improved. This is on the stage <laughs> happening last night. So I'm going to just quickly tell you a story about my new dog. His name's Wolfie. He is Wolfie. He's a Samoyed. Um, he's a Samoyed. Um, we're actually not 100% sure if he might be mixed with something else. Every time we walk him down to the beach, he gets attacked by seagulls. I mean, the seagulls really want to eat him. He's not mixed with anything. He's pure bread. <laughs> <laughs> you know the best part of that joke? Me laughing at it. Can we just hear that little yeah, bit at yeah. the end? Let's just isolate that here. Yeah. Can you also ask, like, the fact there was a scattering of laughter through the crowd? It <laughs> might have been a sympathy laugh, but there were laughs. No, there were some laughs there, no doubt. But just hearing that, it was like you were hyperventilating in a brown paper bag. You know, when people <laughs> say you get nervous. Mm. And then I was thinking, I've, I've heard that before. Can we just hear it one more time, okay. JP? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, then I thought, I don't know if anyone remembers Muttley oh, and Dick yeah. Dastardly. Oh, and Dick Dastardly would always say, Muttley, you sniggering hound. Have a listen to Muttley. <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> and Muttley? Yeah, Muttley. No, st- <laughs> Hang on. Where's Muttley? Workplace bullying. <laughs> Workplace bullying. I was nervous. You, I didn't want to do this. You did a wonderful job, but let me just say, for all the fun that we had with you, Beck, and look, mm. you, you threw out a couple of those jokes, then you rolled out your big one, and this, you did yeah, say, right. uh, JB, this is the funny part, because Tom Gleeson was closing mm. the whole night, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she just said, uh, she came and she said, look, I just don't think I should do my joke before Tom does his piece, right. because I think it will just deflate the crowd by too much. So <laughs> we brought it forward, and before Harley Breen said, and Harley was brilliant as well as Tom, um, Beck rolled out this. Now, I've got to say, Beck, for all of the fun that we've had at your expense... In a beautiful, light-hearted way. While you try to deliver jokes, you delivered this. Three couples go to a very conservative church that they want to join. And the priest says, you can join my church, but you must 
abstain from the special intimate mummy-daddy relations for one week. Mm -hmm. First couple in their 70s came back a week later and they said, Father, we were fine, no worries. Next couple in their 40s, the Lord Jesus wants us to abstain, we must. So they said they too had gone a week. Third couple, newlyweds. Father, we did so well. But then yesterday on Saturday, she got up on a stepladder and she was wearing a short skirt. I could not hold myself back. And the deed was done. And the priest said, I'm sorry, you are not welcome in this church. And he said, we're not welcome in Bunnings either. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca Morse and Neil. There was laughter in the background. There was no doubt there was some laughter in the background. A light sprinkling of chuckles. Look, I've got to say, that's a win. Yeah, that's a win. That's a win, Ben. I Googled that joke. <laughs> it, was, it was a good joke, but yeah. the thing that I like, that as you started to get some real confidence, you got some stage presence, and you started switching the mic from hand to hand, and it was like Jerry Seinfeld met Ellen DeGeneres, and you were pacing. You were pacing the stage, and you had command, and I've got to say... You had swagger. Yeah, well I didn't done. I want to get off. Oh, I know. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Soda, as you're learning to get to know me, you will mm. know that I will probably never invite you over for dinner because I cannot cook to save myself. Right. And I always thought that I had that in common with my beautiful friend, Jess Rowe. But now you've gone, Jess, and written a cookbook. Does that mean that you've changed? Never. I'm forever a crap housewife like you, Beck. And the thing that is so important to know about this cookbook, I mean, first of all, for me, it is an absolute pinch yourself. Oh, my God. I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd have a cookbook. But it's for all the crap housewives and crap house husbands out there. I've done it with the Australian Women's Weekly, so they are the kitchen wizards. I can thank them for making the recipes make sense, but they're simple, they're easy, there's lots of mince. You know, Beck, how much I love (laughs) mince. We've spoken a lot about the magic of mince over the years. And also there's lots of jars, there's lots of packets and lots of sort of handy hints to keep it simple for people who we just have to cook for our families, even though we wish we didn't have to. Um, just you describe yourself as a crap housewife. I, I need to understand this. Is this because you put no effort or interest in it because it's such a mundane chore and you've got other bigger fish to fry? Or do you just struggle to do what needs to be done? Well, Soda, I love the way you've asked that question. I would say it's both. Okay. And I like to own it. Is it Nicki Minaj or Cardi B who sings, I can't cook, I can't clean? That's <laughs> That's me. I mean, I know that is so not cool. That's from that terrible WAP song, yes. Oh, is that what it's from? Yes, I hate that song. Right. It's the one part of the song I like and my daughters would be dying that I'm even saying that. Um, But it's, you know what, Soda, it's a bit of both. I Because I don't have the interest or the inclination, Mm. I don't commit myself to it, Mm. but I'm also not very good at it. And as I get older, even though as I talk to you, I'm sweating because I'm going through the menopause, mm-hmm. I I care less about what people think. So I own my crapness at home yes. when it comes to cooking and all of that, but it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because 
I can be good at other things mm. and you play to your high points. But as I said, we've still got to put meals on the table. Mm. So let's lower the expectation. All right, Jess, I am a vegetarian and my children are experimenting with plant-based diets. What's your best recipe in the cookbook for us? Steak and chips. No, well, shush. <laughs> Nachos. Yes. Nachos. Go bananas with the nachos. There's a really good uh, stir fried Friday recipe in there, but and also um, fried rice where you can put all of the leftovers from the fridge, all your veggies, chop them all up, fry them up with the rice. I like to use the microwave rice that comes in a bag, a little yeah. bit of sauce. There's plenty of options out there for people who, you know, as you say, are, are doing the, the plant-based mm. sort of variety there's not a lot of vegan i have to say mm. but you can always like replace some of the ingredients mm. and the key is though beck it's simple yeah it's there's just a handful of ingredients for each recipe and it's also you have a bit of a laugh i mean there's also a risotto in there and it's it's an easy risotto because mm. you don't have to stand there and stir it yeah. it's got pumpkin in it so there's no meat in this particular mm. risotto and, and you can walk away and do other things it do, you don't have to stand there stirring it so there's lots of really simple quick easy hacks in there bloody sold it sounds like shortcuts with uh, <laughs> Jess Rowe I quite like it alright Jess it's called Everyday Not So Crap Family Meals in partnership with the wonderful Australian Women's Weekly uh, just 30 bucks I will definitely be going out and purchasing this thanks for your time this morning Oh, Beck, thank you so much, beautiful. And thank you, Soda. So much love to you both. Good on you, Jess. You keep being you. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Is it right? Is it wrong? Okay, Beck, right or wrong this morning? Mm -hmm. All right. This is one for all of your pet lovers, particularly your dog lovers, too. Is it right or is it wrong to let your dog or your pet sleep in your bed with you? It's wrong in my household because our dog is way too big. Yes. It, he would not fit. If you have a smaller dog, would you be comfortable? Because your dog, you love Wolfie and I you do. obviously had Henley for many um, years. Yeah. It's a no from me. I just right. feel like that's a boundary okay. that I don't want to cross. Well, I'll tell you who it's a right for. My dad, Dr. Phil, and he's called Dr. Phil because he's a doctor of life and no. he's not a medical doctor. No. Um, not only does his dog sleep in the bed, but the dog essentially runs the house. Okay. And it's like the adults are the dogs. Dr. Phil joins us this morning. Good morning, Dad. Good morning, Mark and Beck. How Aww, are you both? Nice to meet you, Mr. Soderstrom. Yes, you too. <laughs> that was like an awkward sort of first date. Man. Very <laughs> serious, <laughs> Dr. Phil. Um, now, Dad, tell us about this situation because we were talking um, the other night and your dog uh, is, is Jack's, of course. Um, no. Is your no, dog you No, see? what's your dog? Whose dog's Jax? Do- is that Rachel's? Oh, no, we used to have Jax. <laughs> what's your no. dog called? Pax. 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 That's right. Pax. <laughs> I knew it had one of those names. Jax and Pax also and Max. Had Max. Mm. Yeah, we had a previous one was Max and, that's right. and okay. Rachel's dog is Jackie. Right, that's right. I knew oh, there was some the sort tree of here. Jax um, and Max. And does Pax sleep in your bed? Mr. Soda. Of course he does. Of course he does. And he sleeps under the sheets too. <laughs> That is disgusting. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. He's very quiet. He puts his head on the pillow and just nods off. So not only is he on the bed, he's under the sheets and his head is on your pillow. So essentially essentially the dog is breathing and you can feel the breath of the dog on your face. Well, if I'm facing that way, I could, yes. Where does your partner Robin sleep? 
She sleeps on the other side of the dog. There's the dog now. Morning, Morning, Pax. Okay. What breed is Pax? Pax is a Jack Russell. Oh, a little yapper. Right. Um, Can you just give uh, Beck a little understanding um, of how much right Pax has in the house? Because I've I've been there and I've eaten and then I've actually stopped eating. Yes, but you are very picky, you must admit. (laughs) Mark doesn't like the fact that after we've finished our meals, the dog's allowed to lick the plates. And not only lick the plates, if you're drinking coffee or that, he likes to finish the coffee off. <laughs> you can't give your dog coffee. No. <laughs> Sorry? Is it decaf? No, no, he doesn't like decaf. <laughs> and the other thing, I'll tell you what he doesn't like, he doesn't like any greens. So you've got to eat all the greens yourself, but he loves pasta and sure. anything else. Sure. Well, this has been illuminating. Lovely to meet you, right. so, Dr. Uh, Phil. We can definitely say <laughs> yeah. from your point of view, right or wrong for your dog to sleep in your bed, you're a big right, Dad. 100% right. Okay, <laughs> all right. You better go and let the dog eat your toast right <laughs> yeah, now. Um, right. Thank you, Phil. That is astounding. Yeah, that's... You know, I'm, I'm seriously, when I go around to my dad's, because he lives in Victoria, mm. right? when I go around there, we'll be eating dinner, and just in the middle of dinner, I'll just see him grab the plate and he'll just put it on the ground. Yeah. Like the plates we eat off. And then Pax will run in, and then you just hear, Yeah, okay. And it will be smashing through the Armatrucciana with olives. All right, our moral dilemma this morning, right or wrong, uh, let's just stick with pets in the bed. Pets in let's the bed. Let's stay with pets in the bed. Oh. Dr. Phil says it's right. Soda says Absolutely it's wrong. Says it's right. Beck, where yeah, are you at? It's, it, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's wrong. I think it's me. wrong. All right. Is it right? Is it wrong? <laughs> oh, boy. This is, uh, we've opened up your pet box. There's no um, doubt about this. Uh, we're talking about right or wrong to let your dog sleep in your bed. I'm a no. Right. I'm, I'm not a dog in a house type person. I've had dogs all my life, yeah. um, you know, until we were a little bit older. Yeah. And I, I love them. But... I don't judge dog co-sleepers, but it's not for me. Mm. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that But love I wasn't it. a kid co-sleeper either. What do you mean? I didn't have my kids in bed with me either. Well, you're not babies. meant to. I know, but a lot of people do. Yeah, well, I mean, it's okay to have a cuddle with them, have a little sleep with them, but you obviously don't want your kids sleeping in your bed. Oh, you cuddle your kids, do you? <laughs> oh. okay. right. right, Karen from the southeast, right or wrong to let your dog sleep in the bed? Oh, absolutely right. <laughs> My goodness, what is wrong with you guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, I've got a 40-kilogram two-year-old Great Dane who mm. has he gets up on the bed, he makes a nest, he pulls his own blankets up Aww. and lays with his head on my legs every single night. But you know what? Everyone needs their mum. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Karen, what's what's his name? His name is Rox. So Big Rox gets on there and does it just how does it make you feel when you know he's on your feet there crushing them at forty kilos? <laughs> I don't sleep without him. Oh. I'd, I'd prefer to have hubby out on the lounge and the dog next to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't reckon you're Robinson Crusoe there either, Karen. There'll be a few people in the same way. Thank you so much for your call. Really appreciate that. Um, Beck, I've got to say, I, I, I'm stunned. When we look at the calls coming through here, it's quite remarkable. Mm. You know Tom Gleeson, obviously. We, yes. we asked Tom what he thought about pets in beds. Very wrong to have pets sleep in your bed. They shouldn't sleep in your house. I grew up on a farm. They actually should be slaughtered for meat. <laughs> Jenny from Gawler, uh, who's in your bed? I have two Weimaranas in my bed and my wife. Right. <laughs> I just love them in there. Right. Who cannot have the dogs in bed with them? So, Jen, there's four of you in there. Does it get a little bit busy? Uh, it does it sometimes. That's why we have a king-size bed. You have to, you know. The family, the, the mm. kids. 
<laughs> there were four in the bed. Yeah. And doesn't the little one said, I normally actually sometimes end up on the couch, but uh, that's okay. They right. only spoon us. It's great. <laughs> you get you spooned by your Weimaranas, Jenny. Yes, I do. It's so good. And, you know, wintertime, you don't need an electric blanket because they heat the bed for you. Beautiful, Jen. Good on you there. And the king-size bed too. Perfect. Just to accommodate all four of them. Um, and now, what about Irina? Uh, she's texting. She said she's got the Jack Russell. Sl- oh, this is like my dad, Phil. Sleeps with his head on the pillow between me and my husband. So you would actually feel the breath of the dog in your face when you're asleep. <laughs> and Tracy's also texted in, she has a Chihuahua Great Dane mini pincher and her husband yeah. in one bed. That's five. Do you know what's interesting though? Given that dogs can lick their bits and bums and their breathing <laughs> on you, I think would be um, potentially an issue. But anyway, Nikita <laughs> from Richmond, right or wrong, dog in the bed. Oh my God, Beck is so wrong. Like I'm a fellow Samoid owner, okay? Ah, yeah, they um, So I feel your pain like... I, when he was a puppy, he was gorgeous, no fur molting, but he's five now. And if you want to wake up in a blanket full of fur, go for it. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, for one, the bed's a no-no. He knows it's a no-no. Um, he'll stand at the bedroom door waiting for the invite to actually come into the room. Oh, right. <laughs> um, uh, so he, he knows it's a no-go zone, but, you know, they drop so much fur. Like, I love him to bits, yeah. but he's dropping his winter coat right now. I and hear you, Nikita. We need a support everywhere. group. Let's yeah. let's chat about that. Right. Right. Uh, Boundaries, what, people. What about this? I'm just having a quick little look at our poll. Quite interesting. Um, 58% say right to have the dog in bed. 42% say wrong. Yeah, that's pretty tight. Reasonably mm. split. Rebecca from Hewitt. Right, oh, Rebecca. Have you got someone in your bed or are you a no-no? Oh, it's totally right to the point where I went out and brought a king-size bed to fit us all in. <laughs> so I've got a cane corso. She's 65 kilos. I've what? got a a bull mastiff cross staffy. He's about 45 kilos. No. And I have my 10-year-old son. But you vacuum the bed every morning and there is no way in hell anybody is walking in my bedroom at night time. I am so safe. Oh, you've that's got, also true. You've got more than 100 kilo of dog in your bedroom. Absolutely, and I love them. They are so beautiful. Oh, but what are They're their like names? pillows. I've got Tyson, he's the bull mastiff, and I've got Kira, she's the cane corso. Wow, that is quite They're amazing. big dogs. And you're vacuuming your babe. Every day. You thank him every morning. Get the dog hair out. <laughs> Beck, that is brilliant. We're that in is the minority. Am- 100 kilograms of dogs in your bed. Mm. I like to sleep diagonally. <laughs> that would not work for me. My Lord. Hey, thank you so much yeah, for your well call. Done. It's good to know so many people are safe at night and protected. Mm. Welcome to SAFM's Beck and Soda. A new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app, SAFM.